0: Hey everybody, this is the official beginning to Eternal Theory Podcast 2022. We are ready to get started. Farhan, how you doing, man?
1: Well, you know, a little backstory. This took five,
0: six attempts, right? To get working. We we started we started the call at nine. It's currently nine forty six. So just just so that you get an idea of the struggles that we go through with this platform. <laughs> we're 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 probably on like seven
1: different. All platforms right now trying to get everything working i hate yeah. this part of the podcast but now it is up and i can talk about how glad i am that college applications are basically over yes um, okay. yeah okay how is how is your college applications
0: gone it, it was it was pretty good it was pretty good i got i got into where i wanted to get into so i'm pretty happy with that besides yeah, that, I'm just yeah. waiting on like the other sixteen colleges that I applied to, getting into Stanford, um, it's because of this podcast. It's oh yeah, hundred percent, definitely, most definitely. So, all right, I think we're ready to get started, Farhan. What do you want to talk about today?
1: You know, I I really have not thought at this point. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew that I'd I'd, I'd record and then things would just happen, hmm. as they always do.
0: So they usually do.
1: Have you ever been angry in the past? In the, like from the time that we have. We stopped recording and now, have you ever been angry?
0: I mean, most recently I've been like angry at this platform for just not working.
1: Okay. Well, besides the inadequacies of technology,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what have you been angry at? Probably myself sometimes. Hmm. Like, I just feel like sometimes I just should be doing something and I'm not doing that so then like. Like, I got certain goals, you know, but then when I want to enjoy myself, those goals sort of just, like, they they stand aside for a minute. And, like, I I look at that and I'm like, I should be doing that right now. But at the same time, I want to enjoy myself.
1: I I do this thing called phantom work. Mm -hmm. Phantom work, right? It's what I call it. I trademarked it. I thought it was was
0: an actual, like, like, I thought it was like an actual thing.
1: Maybe it is. I don't know. But basically, you ever... Do something that is completely not productive, but it is better. But it's like you feel productive doing it, anyways, even though it's absolutely not what you should be doing. Like there yeah. are moments where I had like a two thousand word essay due, and now I would be playing I don't know like God of War on my PlayStation, and then I, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is productive. This is fine. I'm I'm convincing myself that yeah, uh, this is for my own enjoyment, so I, my productivity later is even better. But obviously, it's that works. <laughs>
0: i'm pretty sure that's me with like clash royale right now Mm. like dude i so the the way that i that i went through my essay, the only way that i survived was that i would write 500 words and play a match of clash royale oh yeah (laughs) it was supposed to be a match
1: i'm not like that at all i am i i i don't do anything for so i would have four hours of work time that I allocate to myself. I don't do anything for like two, three hours. And then the last two, one or two hours, I just type away and then whatever comes out, I submit. And I don't, I don't look over it, nothing. Oh, you know what's funny, the common app? People like to like make docs and like draft stuff. And I said, no, yeah. I yeah. type straight into the prompt and submit it, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: which is really bad. If I get rejected, that's why. But <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Do you think it's good writing though? Is it ready?
1: I didn't read it over, so I have no idea.
0: <laughs> but do you get good grades on it? That's what that's what I'm asking.
1: We will see. <laughs> but so far it's been good, but I think it's only because my teachers have been very forgiving Yes, yeah. to the grades that they give. And, most
0: stuff, you Like, yeah, most stuff really I 100 percent agree with that. I, um, I I still don't understand how I got a 90 on my historical investigation.
1: <laughs> I got a higher score than you. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was so much worse.
0: I'm still so mad at that, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Like The thing is... Like half
1: of it was a math reader's paper, like a, like a math paper. And then she was like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, like the thing is, we actually got to write about something that we like to write about. Like, it's a topic that we really enjoy, so it didn't Despite being, like, this really big assignment, it didn't feel like it. Hmm. I, like, I enjoyed every minute of doing it.
1: That's, that's how I feel about, like, I don't know, like, coding and stuff, kind of. You at that time, just, like, you're there for eight hours sitting down, just typing away at a keyboard, but it feels like nothing, because you, like, that applies to everything. But what about, you know, there's this funny thing that happened. I was in, I was in a class, and the teacher was like, oh, choose like giving very very generic life advice like you know the other type of life advice they give like oh just do what you love in your life and everything will be fine like that's so that's so wrong do what you like what you're passionate about and then one of my friends he asked me do you know what you're passionate about well, well actually i have absolutely no idea i've just been doing this one thing school and then sleeping and then waking up and doing it and it it takes a lot to try to find something that you like doing, and then after that, the fact that this this like act of doing what you want over and over and over again is kind of glorified to an extent, because obviously everything that you don't want to do is not good for you. Bro.
0: What do you think like, about that? Like, dude, I I think the the thing with quote unquote doing what you like and like working on doing what you like is that it eventually it doesn't it, it it's no longer something that you like. Mm. Like, I think the pandemic taught us that. Like, when we were at home, everyone wanted to go back to school for the most part. Like, for most people wanted to go back to school. Like, they were just so tired of being at home and being in front of a computer for, like, seven hours that they just wanted to oh, go back to school.
1: My classes are ghost town. like yeah. Now. yeah, like, there's yeah like, like, there's five people in the classroom where there's literally 30.
0: Literally. And, and I, I think the reason why is, number one, COVID. And number two, like, we came back to school. And like everyone's just done with it. Like okay, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I want to go back home now. <laughs> I got my free trial. I'm out. Yeah, so, yeah it's on like, my sufficient it's all right. I think but that's yeah. the way it works with everything. Like if you continue doing something over and over again, like you, you fall into that repetition. But the moment that you take a break from that repetition, you kind of don't want to go back. And like, Again,
1: we're we're like seventeen. So what do we, um, about repetition? Because I, I
0: we're seventeen. We're 17. Okay. You're 18. Right. All right. I mean, Legally adult
1: <laughs> person. No, but like my mind goes to people because I know I know a lot of people that work the same job for decades and decades. Like yeah. someone who, who's worked as a manager at some retail store for like 35 years. You know, but that's that's a special kind of commitment that you have to have or dedication. Yeah. But yeah. then where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to ask yourself Like where does that, I was about to say drive. But I do not want to use the word drive because of recent events. Have you had a COVID test recently?
0: <laughs> I I have, as a matter of fact. And I actually you... have I have a story about this actually. Go ahead. I stood in line for an hour waiting to get a COVID test. Despite what? the the fact that there was only 20 people ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And the okay. reason the reason for that was because there was only one nurse that was attending all those people. Oh God. Like, yeah. People were oh, starting God. to get mad at that one person. That I was getting mad too. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Like, but then like, I started thinking about it and I'm like, it's, it's not his fault, like it is, they put, imagine being put in that situation where number one, the website, cause you had to register for a website before taking the COVID test. mm mm-hmm. The website was being overrun by people like so much that it was running as if like I had, instead of like 5g, I had 2g. That's how bad it was. Okay. Number two, we had to scan a QR code and a lot of people surprisingly still don't know how to scan a scan a QR code. So the nurse was doing tech support and administering COVID tests at the same time. And number three for some reason there's this new covet test that you sped into a tube instead of like getting the the, the nasal <laughs> uh, so people were so confused like imagine being handed a tube someone thought it was a urine sample <laughs> no oh what yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what are you after <laughs> the beds, the to that.
0: he asked where the bathroom was <laughs>
1: why is why is your spit so yellow
0: (laughs) the thing is you like he was so busy that he was just handing out the tubes to people no he didn't test it with no explanation whatsoever he just handed out the tubes and this one guy thought it was a urine sample so he he was asking where the bathroom was (laughs) no
1: wait where is this? Give some context, like where is this? Let me visualize where is this happening?
0: I don't want to dodge myself, but it was somewhere in Queens and it was very, very oh, cold
1: In Queens, now I know your address. What? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't want to talk to myself.
0: It says it, an entire borough's name. <laughs> the thing is like, besides like all the, the funny shenanigans that were going on, once, once we took the, the test, people started helping out to administer the test, Mm. like people that already got their test done, they started grabbing the bottles. They started handing them out, explaining to people how to take the test, explaining how to scan the QR code. So like seeing people to come together at that point.
1: thats that's nice.
0: And the, the the funny thing is the first people that started doing it were people that I thought were Karen's like, they were complaining the whole time. But then once they realized what the situation was, they actually like started helping.
1: So you think that humanity is innately good? Is that what you're telling me?
0: I'm not sure. I'm really not sure.
1: Yeah, I I did. I did just ask that question from
0: that very bleak state. No, it's a valid question. The, The thing is, the thing with that is they were being mean at first. But then they, they they sort of got to take a different look at the situation and therefore they changed their mentality. And I think that if humanity were to do the same thing with pretty much everything, if you just look at it through a different angle.
1: Hmm. I perspective think is important. Yeah, Perspective is very important. Hmm. What's a time that perspective really just kind of changed who you are? You know? Because that happened to me a bunch of times. I remember the first time I got mugged, I was like 10 and I, I just, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a crazy story, but uh, I don't live in a best neighborhood. I walked outside. I was, funny enough, I, I took my mom's benefit card and I went and I wanted to get chocolate. I wanted to get chocolate because I was 10 years old and I wanted candy. And the supermarket was right next to, I uh, was across the street from our building. And it, all the rows were iced out. It was the same time, like like, like end of December, the rows were all iced out. There were only two men. And the two men were recording themselves walking across the road. Be like, "Oh, we out here. We out here. You know whatever shenanigans they're up to." And uh, they saw me, and I and I took a glance at them, like, "Well, what are they doing?" Like, I was I was a curious ten year old. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, we look at as they as you know." And uh, what happened after? And then they and they came closer. My heart's beating on my chest because I'm just trying to go get candy. I, I no 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 seriously, like the the only thing on my mind was like, you know you know that kisses candy. The kisses yeah but not the yeah. chocolate ones they had this really cool edition where it's like hershey's cookies and cream like hershey's cookies and cream i know what you're but talking kisses, about those are awesome yeah those and really they had nice. just came out or something like it was the first time i tried them and i really wanted them again so i walked it was really late at night and then they started coming closer and they sw- and they sandwiched me they sandwiched yeah. me and they're like hey who like what do you have on you right now i'm like well if my mom's i have my mom's Give you <laughs> i i i just want free <laughs> candy you can't punch some. no i did not ask them someone.
0: <laughs> you should have i don't think you would have gotten mugged if you no. asked him that
1: anyways so as that happened they're like oh okay and then and then this one question that they asked me changed my perspective forever they asked me where do you where do you live and i pointed to my building which is right behind me and they're like oh you cool and then left wow so that, that, that was all they needed to not, me. if it was not for my situation, as in me living in the building behind me, I I don't know it would have happened. Right? I, I don't know. And that from that moment, I understood where you're from is probably one, it's not probably, but it is the most important thing to you. True. Even though it's one of the things that you can't control at all to any extent. And, and then I grew a new appreciation for not only where, where other people are from, but for I'm from too. Mm-hmm. And you know, I invested and then I invested myself in other cultures, not other culture, but my culture. Mm-hmm. That was just crazy to me that just things that are out of, that are out of your control completely, such as where you're from and kind of just get you out of things and also put you up.
0: Since we're talking about culture and where you're coming from. Yeah. Encanto came out during the break. Like the Disney, oh the the Disney movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched it? No. You better to watch it, man. It's. Okay. I mean, as as a Colombian, it hits different. Because, okay. like, and I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone here, and n- not for you either, because I, okay. I, I I think that you should watch it. It's a pretty good movie, but. I don't I don't remember I don't know if you remember that I talked to you about the period during the 1950s of La Violencia in Colombia, which was pretty much, dude, we're literally talking about it in history class right now. Like that's what radicalized. It was a revolution. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a social revolution. I mean, it was a kind of, it was, it was a social revolution and it's actually what radicalized Felix Castro further into socialism. So, and and that revolution like drove away a lot of people away from their homes. Yeah. And, And that, that is the starting shot of the movie. And seeing that for the first time in in a Disney movie. Oh. I, I am telling you that I'm a man. Men are not supposed to cry, but I'm telling <laughs> you, bro, I yeah. cried like <laughs> pretty much throughout that entire movie. Because that's that's my history, man. That's that's where I came from. My great yeah. grandmother, who's still alive, she went through that. She was telling me about like how she had to sleep in like the forest and stuff like that. Cause they just, the men would come in and they would burn down homes and stuff like that. If you, if you weren't from the same political party as them and it was people from both, that's not something that you'd expect to see from Disney. And like, there's a lot of songs and like that, the songs are what are popular right now. Like people are singing them and they're, they're, they're like, they're catchy.
1: Don't, do you feel like you're being exported though to an extent?
0: I don't think so. no. I don't think so. I don't think so because if I was
1: a marketer, right. I was like, yep. oh, damn, this, this demographic is not yet represented. I'll represent them to their most vulnerable point in their history. And then I'll put a scene from that history into my being represented.
0: What do you say to that? They are in a way. Yeah. But if you look at it that way, like literally everything is exploitation then. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what marketing is like, you're reaching, you're reaching as many people as possible. And if there's a group of people that haven't even reached that, then that's, that's where you go next. Cause then you're opening up a new audience and like, that's one of the most popular movies that got me right now for, for the reason that you're, that you're saying, No, oh. but at the same time, if it wasn't an accurate re- representation, oh. then yeah. that's what I would say is exploitation. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Because that you're, yeah,
0: you're just like. So you're just if it bringing up Colombia for the sake of bringing up Colombia without actually showing what Colombia is.
1: So if it just makes you feel something genuine, then it is genuine. Is that what I'm getting?
0: I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that as as long as the the history that you're bringing up is accurate, and yeah. it's not like okay. you're just making up stuff. Like oh, this happened and this happened. No, that didn't happen. Then that's when exploitation is is occurring.
1: I mean, I mean, I didn't mean to sound cynical about like Disney and just stop.
0: But, no, like, dude, dude, yeah. be cynical about yeah. Disney. Disney's a horrible, horrible company. <laughs> <laughs> like when you talk about I Mulan mean, yeah. and like the, the stuff that happened with like all the, the the death camps and stuff like that. They're a corporation at the end of the day and all oh, they're trying to make is money
1: i mean as as I was saying before about like the passion thing, or, like doing what you like over and over again, yeah. money's a big part of that. If you can't make yeah. money out of your passion, then you're not going to be happy for the most part if if you know what your passion is in the first place, which if you are you're fortunate, and then if you're able to make money off it then you're you're more fortunate than you yeah. already are movies and cultures for me there is some like I, i'm a, I'm a brown guy there's there's some like twisted and stereotypical per- portrayals of myself and the things that I watch and the things that I read. Most of the time, it's like, it's someone that's good with computers and they can code and they can type and they, and they're good with fights and they can do all this and that, or it's just some really smart guy with glasses. That's the smart guy with glasses. That's usually what the brown guy is relegated to when it comes to the casting team. And I, and the thing is, what's sad is that when you look at the actual films made by my culture for my culture, then you the, like everything widens up. Like one of my most favorite movies of all time, Three Idiots. I don't know if you watched it.
0: You just told me about it.
1: I, I, I've definitely told you about it. I've told everybody you're going to know about it.
0: Well, one of the guys is named Farhad, right?
1: Yes. One of the guys is named <laughs> Farhad. which again, representation. But anyways, it, it, what's, what's ironic is that it plays exactly into that stereotype. It's it, no, literally it's three smart guys going to engineering school, trying to get the degrees. But the way that they twist it, it, it they, their characters become a lot, lot more than that. I almost spoiled the movie, but a lot of things happen that show that life is a lot more than just the things that you're um, surrounded by or the ideals that you're surrounded by. Like one of the characters, Farhan, Farhan's character, he wanted to be a photographer, mm-hmm. but his mother and father wanted to be an engineer. So up until his point in college, uh, he's just been suppressing that passion for uh photography and just pers- and just you know just kind of grinding away at the mindset. oh i need to be an engineer and then when the turning point of the movie happens all three of the characters have a realization but for han's realization not mine but the characters is essentially that oh i and he got this opportunity f- to work with this famous photographer and then he's like okay you know what i'm just gonna go and he then the, and it was one of those powerful scenes in the movie where he was able to go and convince us to let him go into the Amazon and work with this photographer to take pictures of nature. The only reason the father understood was that it was like he, it was also the first time that they made eye contact with each other or something serious because also in our culture, it's kind of hard to be emotional with our fathers. You know, to be blunt. And if you're emotional to your father and then it's it's genuine, it kind of it shows and it goes through and it and it might have a powerful effect if you're lucky and it might not and if you're not then well what else is there to? yeah you know to do? that's like yeah. it's, it's kind of sad though like it i'm sorry but yeah it's kind of sad that the last strand i i personally am willing to pull with any of my family was is showing emotion hmm. you know like that that's the last straw i'll go through logics i'll go through reasoning i'll make an argument i'll construct everything But the very last thing I'll say to get anything that I generally want is, I want this because I feel like I want it, because that's the that because that's the thing that I'm scared to hear the response for.
0: I think, yeah, that's really really interesting because I don't think it's just like your culture. I think like it's that's a lot of cultures around the world. that's my take. And that to me seems very like a very bad thing because. Human beings are very emotional species. So why is it that we can't show emotion to people that are above us in a way? Why is that like so looked down upon? Mm. And, and I think and I think the reason the reason for that is emotion is kind of seen as a weakness. Because when you think about it, like why? the the, mo- the most successful people in the world right. are usually seen as people that are willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. They're not emotional people for the most part, or e- if they're showing some kind of emotion, it's very calculated. They, they, they're not controlled by their emotions, but they control, they control their emotions. And uh, yeah. I, I think in a certain way, that's kind of what we are going through right now, which is if you show emotion, you're weak, you're not going to be successful because you're going to let your emotions control you. I just think that's, that's really, really, really interesting. Cause like, for example, like there was my stepbrother came over for the holidays right. and I once dropped him off at the airport yesterday. There was this one guy behind us that like, he was, he was carrying his suitcase and stuff like that. And he, he asked me in English, Hey, is this the line for, for Columbia? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this line for Colombia? And then, like, he, we were just standing there for a little bit, and as the lines started going going on, he got bored, and I also got bored. When we started talking to each other. He, he told me that he was born in China. Interesting. But lives in Colombia. Oh, wow. Why? Well, yeah, right. I asked myself the same question, and I'm like, oh, really?
1: What um, an interesting story to be behind that.
0: Yeah, and, like... So he, he had, a, he had this, this shirt with like a, a big Colombian flag <laughs> right next to his, his heart and, and like it said the word Colombia on it. And like, he, he looked really, really happy. He, he was smiling the whole time, that he was talking to me. And after a certain point of talking to each other, he switched to Spanish and like his, his Spanish, he had like a pretty thick accent and I asked him, Oh, how long have you been living in Colombia? And he said, I've been living there for five months. Well, wow, he he pretty much knows the language already. It's just the accent. If he didn't have an accent, he would be like just the, pretty much a English speaker at that point. And I, I asked him like, why, why Columbia? Why, why do you choose to live here? And he said, well, I, I worked, I worked in New York for like 10 years. And I just didn't like it. Like it was, it was just wasn't for me. And I, I felt, I felt like I wasn't happy for the most part for the time that I was here. And I decided that I, I needed a change. And so I started looking into moving somewhere else and uh, I noticed that there's not a lot of foreigners in South America. And I started like wondering why. And he started looking into it and he, he started looking at photos and like the, the beauty of, of South America. And he decided to move to Columbia wow. and he said, I work online. He didn't tell me exactly what he worked work that, but he said, I, I work online in New York. I get paid in dollars, but I live in Colombia. That's money, money. What yeah. Like he said, I've never looked back at my decision. Oh,
1: that is so cool.
0: That is so cool. Dude, that's the life right there.
1: You know, I though? like, it, it's really cool because he's, you know that saying where it's like, be the change that you want to see in the world. He did that. I like wrote he, my
0: college he... essay on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. He did that. He embodied that because he saw something that needed to be changed and then gave his life towards that cause and that yeah. is now reaping the benefits of that wow yeah, that is so awesome.
0: awesome i was i like also the fact that he had the confidence to switch from english to spanish mm-hmm. like he's just been living there for five months and he he knows the language like that man is literally what i aspire to be in in like when i grow up because like just to have the confidence of leaving behind everything because I don't like where I am, he had the ability to recognize that yeah. he had the ability to recognize that change needed to be made and made that change and didn't look back. That to me, wow, was incredible! That's that how, how? Yeah. I mean,
1: if you want to get a bit technical about like language and stuff, I, I read some really cool things. Like, you know, do you know Trevor? No, I read his autobiography, oh, yeah. and in the autobiography, he talked about how he was in a school. He was in some private school, and he was the only person there that could speak a multitude of, like, so his language has different variants, just like, mm-hmm. you know, Spanish has, like, different, what, what do you call it? What do you call it? Dialects. Dialects, right, exactly, exactly. So his language had has a lot of dialects. He's in South Africa at the time as a child, and he was the only one that could speak all, like, most of the dialects of the kids. And then when he spoke to each kid in their own dialect, he built an immediate connection with them, and he noted that, and then use that skill throughout his life. That is what he says in his autobiography. And I just thought that's really cool how language can kind of unlock this barrier between two people. Because again, again, to tie back to what I said before about where you're from being the most important thing to you, whether you realize it or not, if I started talking to you in, school, in Spanish right now, you'd be amazed and you would feel closer to me as a person. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the same way if you were to speak um, Bangla to me right now, although I'm not that proficient in the language, I can still understand you. I'm like, wow, he took the time and effort to learn this language, and then now he's communicating it to me. He knows this part of where I'm from and the things that are important to the, my heritage, not only myself, but my heritage. <clears throat> and then applying that. And then that builds a connection, I think. I don't know, man. Language is really cool. Language is really cool. I wish I had the patience to study it, but Spanish did not go that all the
0: <laughs> i think i think the reason why we connect so well with language <laughs> is that it shows commitment All right like you took the time to study to study how to speak my language hmm. so like it, it shows that you really care Cause like, you want to learn more about my culture. You want to sort of connect with me in a exactly. deeper, more meaningful way. Like there's certain things, for example, like we're going to be reading in actual English. We're going to be reading later Gabriel Garcia Marquez, one of Gabriel Garcia Marquez's books. Okay. It's an English translation of it. All right. Oh, cool. I guarantee you it's not going to be the same thing. I guarantee. it's not. Oh, you know, what's really crazy
1: in, in history class, we were, we were, we were reading about Fidel Castro and the Cuban revolution, right? And. We had this discussion and one thing I noticed and said to the class, not to be boastful, but just something that I recognized was some like there was a reporter that stated that Fidel was very, very eloquent in his in the way that yeah. he spoke Spanish. Yeah. <clears throat> and then when I read the translation of his speeches and whatnot for assignments and tests, I didn't see that eloquence. I was like, wow, yeah. you know, that that's definitely something that was lost in translation, like the eloquence and the beauty of the way he talked. Because that's obviously a tool that he used to gain persuasion, to connect with the people, just as you know, you and I were connected by suddenly, would start being like, "Hola,"
0: you know. Yo, was you me? know, really, really, what? really interesting. What? <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you to go real quick back to 2021. Oh, oh. Squid Game came out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do remember that. I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, like. A Sound that stood out to me as I was watching because I watched it and I watched it with the in Korean because I'm not I'm not yeah monster like I'm not watching the English. I
1: mean every, everybody everybody watches it in Korean.
0: Yeah. Yeah I don't know if you notice this but they use some. I, I'm gonna horribly mispronounce this so I apologize to some fans the 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 sound Mita like Mita mm. They use that a lot and what do you, you think re, that's it if you rewatch the show. Yeah, look for it you're gonna hear it a lot of the time mostly coming from the guards i searched it up oh, no. it's an actual like korean thing where if if you put that sound at the end of a verb mm-hmm. it's like whenever you talk to one of your superiors you use that word like that sound at the end of the verb if you're showing respect right. to someone If you're being respectful towards them and it shows that like you, you respect them, you put Mita at the end of the verb. That's, I did not know that. And it's, there's no way of me knowing that without like knowing the language and knowing the culture, but then like that brings a completely different look into the way that squid game worked because you have the guards showing respect to the people playing the game.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh damn! Yeah, because they're the leaders, kind of
0: like they're the oh. It God. should be the other way around. Yeah, but it's not. Hmm. That, that was just really interesting, interesting to me.
1: You know, that's there's there is a parallel in in Bangla, kind of. If there are any Bengali listeners, <laughs> like, uh, you know, don't don't like hold yourself a little bit. This is gonna be very this is gonna be very cringy, but there's Apne, which is you or. Your or I'm not I don't know but it's it's some way to address someone, upne right and then you also have tumi which is also the same word, but you use the first one. When you address someone who you have to respect or oni oni is also another one who someone who is older than you, and then tumi is anyone that's younger than you or anyone that not disrespect but instead you know like there there is a hierarchy there you are some in some way. They should respect you more than you respect them. If that makes any sense, you know it's just weird how that is a parallel. And then, oh, and then there are also some parallels in Japanese as well from all the anime that I've watched.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I'm not going to try to pronounce those in fear of absolutely um, destroying the pronunciations.
0: Like there's there's something similar in Spanish, and I don't know if you if you remember from your Spanish one and Spanish two days. I do not. The the difference between ellos and ustedes.
1: Oh oh, this is it. Is a Spanish with Spain and
0: No, If you're saying ustedes or usted, mm-hmm. you're showing respect to that person. If you say mm-hmm. oh, yeah, see, sorry, I'm confused. I almost mm-hmm. spoke in Spanish. If you say tú, <laughs> that's you, like informal. <laughs> if you say usted. That's you, but like formal if you're showing respect to someone and like, I don't know if you watch money heist, but that's also something that that's in there as well in my personal life though, when I was at, when I was in Colombia, there was this one worker in my, my family owns a farm in Colombia, So we, there was one guy that comes down sometimes and, and does some work. You gotta think of the way that the, the Colombian is sort of like so, society works. No matter if it's someone from like a lower class, and you still address them with respect, like you're just a human mm-hmm. being, right?
1: Right? But, right.
0: So, uh, let me tell you what how you address someone with respect first. If you're if it's someone older than you and it's someone that you respect, you say Don before their name. Also, okay. if, if you were like an older person and you would come to me, I would say Don Farhan. Nope. Or if you were a woman I would call you Dunya Farhan. Nope. But if you don't respect that person. Oh no, you don't add the don.
1: Yo, what? <laughs> so they have like throwing shade
0: Ooh, yeah, oops. with the language,
1: <laughs> like embedded in the language, embedded really... in the language. There was I, one worker, hate the use of my terminology there wow. Yeah. There
0: was this one worker in the farm who like, <laughs> they, they just didn't like him. <laughs> and he was the one person that my uncle wouldn't use the word done. Wow. He would call everyone else done, but that one person, they no. wouldn't be called. He wouldn't be called done because he hadn't earned his respect. Wow, it's it's a little bit messed up, but wow, it, it's it's a different culture, you know.
1: The way that that hierarchy kind of embedded itself in culture is really cool.
0: What? Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not really a hierarchy.
1: We don't have that in English though. We don't have that in English. That. Do we? Not really. I mean, kind of, but not really, because we have like Mister Doctor if you have a PhD, Mrs. But that just really doesn't count. I don't
0: think you, you know that some presidents are addressed as like his excellency or, or something like that.
1: Okay, well, weirdos address them as excellency. not <laughs> no.
0: Mr. President or
1: something. Even, like even Mr. President is kind of stretching a little bit. I just feel yeah. like, you know, Biden was good. It was, <laughs> <anyway>. Byron, <laughs> Joe Biden. Okay, all right. <laughs> now we're really, like stemming too far from the core of this podcast. How has <laughs> your experience in New York been the past couple of months? If you like Omicron. Besides school, because we talked about that already, it's been rough. How?
0: I just want to go back to to Columbia, man. Damn. It's, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It 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 literally is crazy because I went there for like two months. Yeah. Last year, I mean, not not two years ago now. But mm. End of the end of twenty twenty is beginning of twenty twenty one. I've been wanting to go back ever since, because mm-hmm. just New York is something completely different. Like the the people, the culture, the way that New York is definitely safer. Like I can actually take out my phone in the middle of the street and like make a phone call, or like be wearing noise canceling headphones right. without being like mugged in the street. You and can't do was- like was- Columbia. You literally, yeah, you got mugged. I, I, you cannot do that. Like <laughs> you you cannot have. If, dude, if they see me with, like, my Samsung phone, this thing is going to be an no, online in, like, five minutes. And I can be killed for having this phone. Or I can be killed for having this type of headphones. And yet, I still want to go back. <laughs> Which is crazy. Because New York doesn't feel familiar to me. Despite yeah. the fact that I've lived here almost as long as I've lived in Colombia. It just doesn't feel familiar to me. There's... There's not that same sense of community that we have over there. That's just not present here at all. I don't know if you feel the same way. Have you ever got to Bangladesh and felt like that? I,
1: I absolutely feel the same. I think, oh, well, okay. I went to Bangladesh when I was like, I don't know, when I was uh, in sixth grade. So I was 11, 12 years old-ish. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I went and I remember, it, like I, one particular thing that I remember was their store owners, like my family in Bangladesh is, is not poor, you know, we're yeah. rather affluent in Bangladesh, okay? Yeah. As most families are that immigrate from yeah. Bangladesh to yeah. here. Like, that's, yeah. that's just a common thing. And what happened was I would always get free ice cream from this guy that I knew through, like, eavesdropping a conversation couldn't afford food. Wow. Yeah, and and wow. obviously he knew I could pay. I, I always, like, I was really, I was little, but I had, like, you know, taka on me, which is cash. Yeah, but he always like that hospitality is insane. Like that is that is true dedication to hospitality, and what's wow. sad is he's not getting repaid for that. And you know, I, mean, I told my mom, and then hopefully they did good things for him. But yeah,
0: that's crazy. I know, I know. It, that's 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 insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh oh, you know what's
1: crazier? He he would once I got my well, once I. I was getting in a car, which 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 first of all is a very, very big privilege getting yeah. in a car. And then I was closing the door and it got stuck in my finger. And then my index finger snapped. Oh. snapped. Yeah. yeah. I mean it happens to people and hurt a lot. And then yeah. I went to a hospital, which is an even bigger privilege. And they gave me a and then we got private room. You know, I'm thankful that I can even say that this, this has happened, but yeah. Just because I broke my little finger, and I meanwhile there's people in the like, you know, in the general floor where there's a hundred beds, barely any attendance, and they're like dying of salmonella or something. And I was just thinking, like, wow. You
0: know yeah, saying? you feel really, really bad when stuff yeah. like that happens. because And I was,
1: like, I wasn't that old. Like, I wasn't thinking too deep into it. I just knew. Yeah. I just felt kind of bad.
0: Something similar happened to when I was in Colombia. Like, it was the height of COVID and everything like that. Like, yeah. I don't even know why we went, but we were there. Actually, it wasn't the height of COVID. It was sort of like slowing down by that point. But it, as we all know, it started coming back up again. Like, my mom actually got COVID during during her stay there. And I, I well, got yeah, it you know. too. Totally. Yeah. I got I got no. it too, but I was fine. She she started freaking out a little bit because she, she, she did have some issues. Hospitals were like overrun by that point. You could Damn. not fit any more people in there but it just so happened that the sis the son of the sister of my uncle's wife was a doctor
1: you're kidding me (laughs) so they were
0: able they were able to get her a bed in the hospital
1: this is why you make a linkedin account telling you (laughs) linkedin is crazy like I've made, I've made and contacted and communicated with so many connections and they, it's not an ad for LinkedIn. We're not an advertiser affiliated with LinkedIn. I wish we were, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just think the platform is really nice and it's very, very helpful to any professional or academic mm-hmm. endeavor you have. Like for college admissions, I think we're talking about in the, beginning of the episode, I, I contacted some of the Not, not like admissions counselors, but people who taught at the schools and stuff. I was like, Hey, what can you tell me about the school that I won't be able to find anywhere else? And they gave me some very valuable information that I was able to put in my essays. Yeah. And you know, hopefully all, all things willing, if that, anything good happens and I get a nice little confetti letter. And open that status upstate, 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 updates, you know, and that's definitely a part of why.
0: Dude, even, even going to a college or the fact that we can use absolutely. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Cause like, dude, I can easily get into like the top university in my country. Right. Like easily. It, like even with the IB Sam, it's even easier. Like with the IB diploma, it's even easier. Like there's people over there that are like just trying so hard to get into those colleges and like, even yeah. like. Now, if they want to go to college in the U S that's like literally impossible for most of them. Yeah. The, the opportunity that we've been given the yeah. fact that we're able to even apply to universities like Sanford, Columbia, Yale. Princeton, everything. Yeah. Like MIT, like, dude, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. This it is is very absolutely crazy. absolutely insane. What are we doing? How are we here?
1: I no, I the the one moment where it blew my mind that so I applied to MIT. I'm not going to keep it a secret. Uh, I did not get in, but I'm not sad because it, at that point, if you don't get in, it's because you got unlucky in the lottery. You know, like yeah. uh, whether or not I was qualified, I have no idea. I wish I, I maybe, probably, maybe I don't know. Anyways, I applied to MIT, and the day before the decisions were supposed to come out for early action, it was December 18th. Yeah. And December 17th was when I was going to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Spoiler. Spoil <laughs> I won't
1: say anything, but MIT was an enormous part of that. Well, not at but it was a part. It was a character in, in and of its own in that movie. And I was like, wow, I applied to that school. And yeah. although the chances are very, very, very low, I could get in. And that just blew my mind. Like, how do I have that opportunity? And like, that's, that's Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, I, I did get in, by the way. Like, the, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, I think I said it already. I'm probably just. I'm very sad I didn't get. i be honest. Yeah. But yeah, Um mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of blew my mind. And then, and then, Doctor Strange was wearing Columbia hoodie. I went to Columbia for conference two years ago. <laughs> like what? What? That's so cool.
0: Didn't did he actually like go to Columbia
1: like yeah, yeah he did yeah he did he did he was, he's an alumni that's why he has the hoodie and then Columbia like shouted him out on their Twitter which <laughs> I saw earlier today which was very funny but, what, what even we're is? lucky we're Yeah lucky we are be. very 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 lucky Like, extremely lucky. I I remember, who was it? Our Model run advisor. I won't say She, She, when you got accepted into the college, you did get accepted into, she, in her toast that we gave while drinking Maranelli's apple cider. (laughs) Which I never Uh, had before. Right. She said that the print, like, we we think that going to college, like, you know, it's just like a rite of passage, but no, it is an enormous privilege. And that, I was like, yeah, she's right. It is an enormous, enormous privilege to even, not only get any acceptance to any college but have the opportunity to go to college and study what you want to or or rather what you think you want to based upon all of these other factors but yeah and even us recording this podcast the fact that i have a an hour or maybe two hours because of the shenanigans that we had to go to, <laughs> to
0: start recording that's the we third time we've mentioned that word in this podcast, actually.
1: Shenanigans, yeah. No, you said it first, and I was like, well, wow, that's a cool word. I must stop it to my vocabulary." Oh, you know, I was listening to this podcast. Lex Friedman is is his name. I'm not sure, but he, but he makes some cool podcasts. He always wears a suit, and he was interviewing the Stanford professor that studies like sleep, like the science of sleeping and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the exact name, but he was saying how. The feeling that you get from actually being genuinely gratuitous, like having gratitude, it 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 dives deep into your nervous system, like it has an actual measurable impact on the way that your nervous system works, and thus how your brain works, and thus your mood and your entire body. Yeah, I think these moments of bring not not to sound like a you know self-righteous prick, but it's important to be grateful, yeah, definitely. to have gratitude. And definitely. To- that was something I learned today, and now in the podcast that we are just talking about.
0: Yeah, as long a, I think that's a pretty good note to end it, man. I think that yeah, it's a pretty good start to the year. You think, Hopefully, thankfully, yeah, it's a pretty good start to to the new continuation of the podcast. We've been gone for a little bit. If you're still here, thank you very much for listening. We should be coming back up with new episodes very, very soon. Right. Uh, so look forward to that. For hundred last words,
1: well. Whether you've been robbed, mugged, <laughs> had your finger broken, died, even been through a global pandemic for the past two years, not able to go to school, not able to see your family members, not able to get what you want, buy what you want because your parents are unemployed, or you, you just haven't been able to find food, or you haven't been able to be happy in the situation, that you just remember that if there's anything that you should be thankful for, you should cherish it as much as you can.
0: That sounds almost like wow thank you for the words farhan thank you very much for listening we will be coming back hopefully next week with new episodes see you next week goodbye
1: all right bye bye